I want to welcome you. I'm Lisa Couch. I'm one of the organizers. Um, I apologize to, uh, for the, the delay in getting started. Um, we have had some trouble here with WebEx. Um, curse you, WebEx. Uh, <laughs> but um, we're ready to have some fun here today. And we want to welcome you to our Moraine Valley Virtual Coffee House. Um, so I'm, uh, as I said, Lisa Couch, I'm representing one of the sponsors, which is the Glacier, the, the student newspaper. And my fellow organizers are Troy Swanson and Tish Hayes, who are representing the other sponsor, which is the library, and Manny Wazwaz, who is one of our wonderful literature professors. And we're really excited to showcase student voices today in honor of National Poetry Month. We plan to make this an annual event and we hope next year it can be in person, which would avoid a lot of these issues, um, but, uh, and also be more fun that we could be all together in person. But in the meantime, we love that we can have this live event. Of course, live events um, sometimes come with uh, a few issues, but um, uh, we're happy that you're here and that um, you've joined us to celebrate the power of poetry. Um, National Poetry Month was launched 25 years ago by the American Academy of Poets. And this year, the organization's website saw an increase in traffic of 116% over the previous year. And that's the largest increase in its history. Um, so this swell of interest in poetry really says something about our hunger for meaning in these difficult times. Um, art has always helped us make sense of the world. And the students that you'll hear today demonstrate the power of art to help us to come to terms with everything from the need for justice to personal journeys towards self-acceptance and love. We have 10 poets and two musicians to showcase today. Um, the poets submitted a video of themselves reading their work. And these videos have been uploaded to the library's website and to the Glacier, if you wanna check them out again later. We did want this event to be as live as possible. So we're hoping that we will have all of, or most of our poets here uh, reading their work live today. Um, in a couple of cases, we're going to play the video of, um, of them reading instead. Um, our agenda, at least as it started out, <laughs> was organized into three sets um, with student musicians performing in between. So um, be sure to stick around until the end of the event um, when we will announce the winners of the poetry contest. Um, a special thank you to our judges, librarian Hannah Carlton, student and award-winning Glacier writer Valerie Oliveras, and communications professor Panchula Ganeshan, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Panchula is a poet himself, and he has agreed to help us get the party started today by reading some of his own work. So Panchula, I'll turn it over to you. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Uh, happy to to join in here, and uh, I was very happy to serve as uh, happy and honored actually to serve as a judge um, for some wonderful poets here um, at Moraine Valley, and um, I couldn't help but to reflect on how 
um, it re well, it mirrored my own experience because I was also um, entered a poetry contest at Moraine Valley as a student. And um, I was really, I don't know, uh, being able to compose, um, get good feedback on my poetry, it was instrumental at that time. And even though I didn't win, when you know first place it was it helped me step up my game as a poet so i would say that that experience was instrumental and poetry isn't of course about a winning awards but i use the opportunity like i think some of the poets here to grow and to express themselves so it was uh, a joy to serve as a judge and uh also it's uh, an honor to uh to share some verse because uh, as a teacher of composition of course uh writing rhymes is composition and it all folds folds in place also composing beats um, so I compose beats which it has to do with arrangement and that helps give the rhythm for the lyrics to come so the composition with sound and the composition with language that all comes into play so all of this even though I'm just teaching composition 101 when you bring lyrics which every student seems to love no matter what genre they're attracted to they're all appreciate writing in the form of their lyrics that most speak to them so making those types of connections today i think um could be a nice takeaway so with that i'm i'm going to honor um the god mercury the lord of communication or the god of communication and some i think in greek mythology and in other world cultures so this verse is called Mercury's Quest. And I don't even, I don't need to look at a sheet, but uh, usually I would spit this to uh, a beat, but uh, well, here it is. Word is born, I am Lord Mercury, the quiet storm in your neurocircuitry. I represent the purple and silver beams concurrently. Vishnu's churning butter to cream, converting it to currency. The way some treating animals, it's kind of like hurting me. Give me the mic, I'm feeling like Hercules. Lifting the earth by spreading my wings. Beauty itself is more than just pretty things. Look within, love is a continuum. Watch a step, my rhymes have a potent effect. Once kneeling before Ra, I was in Hotep, daring to introspect. I'm life worker for death, riding an eagle's back, leaving the nest, observing the breath. I'm taking the best and leaving the rest, serving our dishes of two fishes. I'm licking my lips, just thinking of the mic check. One, two, one, two. This is how I gain respect. It's like training for the Olympics, keeping it fresh. Five Gs, faster than text, but not quite faster than Mercury's quest. My book of rhymes includes one of Shakespeare's best. I was unmanifest. You wanted to see me in the flesh. Now the Amazon's burning my prime address remove my bulletproof vest here's my bare naked chest whatever the threshold i've already passed the test you wanted top speed this is breakneck nevertheless these are my jewels i'm casting a net taking a car creating a jet out of space haven't been there yet with fuel in my pack i'm taking a ball and swinging a bat you wanted hip-hop i'm bringing it back i found the map here's the facts we can all relax if we give it our max. Shadow facts, if that's the moon, we're leaving our tracks. Don't shoot us signs on our backs. We're innocent, earth citizens from beyond within, born gods by definition. Remember, we're innocent. That's called Mercury's Quest. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, um, let me know. Now that actually, uh, the first few lyrics there, it says, word is born, I am Lord Mercury. So it's actually the word becoming flesh and it's Mercury's quest to deliver the message. So it's like the birth of a God, the messenger. 
So that song is very deep mythologically. And the, the energy that comes through, that, that delivers the poem, that's the energy of the soul. And that's what poets have done throughout time. That's why some, you know, Whitman considered poets as priests, because they were, they were, you know, really vessels for that tremendous energy, their uh, poetic genius coming through that was from, you know, a different dimension, definitely more different from like using common language. So the poetry is coming from that source. Um, so I think that's the same source that all poets are in touch with um, and that magic of writing. Okay, so here's a little bit more myth, um, mythological stuff. One more. This is dream alchemy. Archetypes incarnated savage gods. Alternate realities, a battle scene of cones and rods. I dare not identify and self-sabotage. My purpose is bona fide, not a pony ride. The game's future scribe, keeping hope alive. Some look into my eyes and ask what's on the other side. The answers guarantee the surprise. My rhymes aspiration immortalized between the lines. Give me the book of life, it's story time. My flow is ocean-sized, evoking the sublime. Roar like a solar lion, facing the pain of my own design. Rappers are in danger when they hit rewind. What lives on, they don't decide. Consider these artistic knives, which only cut benign. That's a song called Dream Alchemy. Yeah. And uh, here's just one more. Now, these are like verses that, because I'm a recording artist, so these are verses that are parts of, parts of songs. Um, so... Anyway, here's one last verse. <clears throat> Old world demolitionist, venom spit is viscuous, committed not promiscuous, not another is the lineage. Movements lightning quick but still sinuous. Ancient lips breaking time down to single digits, dying to make a difference. Hooded b-boys dispelling ignorance. Three stripes painted distinct. Instincts play their role and stay vigilant. Pro marksmanship with the sharpie tips. My points rarely miss. It'll be alchemists. Feed me rhythmic kicks I can't resist. Shape shift into a basilisk, fulfilling a classic myth. Setting fire to the papyrus with each asterisk. Awakening's no accident. Persistence is my prayer so long as the task exists. How's that for post-dream analysis? So that's a second verse of that <laughs> dream alchemy song. Okay, so um, I'm going to pass the mic to, um, I'm going to pass the mic along now that we set the stage on fire. <laughs> with all the crazy technological mishaps at the beginning. Now we got it going. So thank um, you so much. Thank you so much, Penchula. For sure. I'm um, looking forward so to hearing. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for invite, you know, thanks for the invitation. Yeah, you're seeing uh, there's comments in the uh, in the chat here. Um, okay. It was so awesome to hear and uh, have you get us started today. Okay, cool. Um, and fun to, you know, share that with you. So, um, sure. uh, Panchula, obviously, you can see why she, he, he's uh, such a good choice for a uh, judge for the contest today and um, inspiring us with, the, with his poetry. I only wish that we could all be in the room together and snapping at, uh, at everyone's poems, but, um, but we're snapping on our, in our own spaces here. So, um, um, so I think uh, we, we are still waiting to get Ayana 
and as a panelist. So we're going to skip to um, to Joseph Schmidt first. Um, Joe is um, ready to read his poem, um, Addiction, I believe. Are you ready, Joe? Yeah, thanks a lot, Lisa. Yeah, I'm Joe Schmidt, you guys. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Panshula, that was amazing. The message I was sending was, man, that was like right up my alley with the mythology and the, you know, the deep spiritual thinking, man. That's like, that's what I live for. But um, anyway, um, real quick background, just about the poem. Um, I wrote this poem last, uh, last year. I was in a, a Shakespeare class and it was like a mashup that I was doing for one of these, uh, one of these assignments. And it was just kind of a precursor to a, a paper that I wrote about uh, Cassio and the uh, play Othello. And he, you know, had some problems with drinking and ended up doing some stupid stuff and getting himself in some serious trouble. So I have a little bit of experience with that in, uh, in my previous life. So anyway, title of the poem is Addiction. Addiction. I'm the rabbit that the dogs chase round and round. I'm the thing most sought after but never found. I'm what you wake up to, the first in your head. You kiss me goodnight when it's time for bed. All those years, we were best friends. Never did I think it would have to end. But here we are stuck in this daunting time when you serve me no more, so it's time for goodbye. But maybe, just maybe, it can work one day. So many times before, you've tried to walk away. But then I lose my security, the hole that you fill. So it's hello again, almost against my will. Together we'll cope, together we'll hide. Maybe we'll find a cure to this pain inside. Till the time comes when we find the gray, black and white I am forced, and there I will stay. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Awesome. Um, Joe actually uh, has a couple other poems for us, um, so he'll be joining us again a little bit later, but now we're gonna move to Marissa Perales, who's going to read for us. Marissa. Hi, um, I'm so excited to be here. I loved hearing all of your poems so far. Um, the poem that I'm gonna read, I wrote specifically for this contest, so I never written it um beforehand it's called pi uh i would kind of describe pi as my own personal experience being in an unwelcoming environment so this is my poem pi i sit down and i look at the sloth clock i wait you dodge my tense eyes and i'm wounded by your forced smile I sense a whiff, a whiff stronger than hate that is masked by the buttery goodness you've conceived. Let us see. It's undeniably soft and saccharine, satisfies my tongue and nurtures the pores of my taste buds. It's heavenly saturated with the bliss of enamored spices. Hopefully you'll offer me another slice without searing contempt or battered judgment. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Nice. Nice performance, too, Marissa. Thank you. <laughs> um, I believe we have Ayana uh, as a panelist now. So we're going to go to Ayana next. Um, and uh, 
She, Ayanna Lomax is reading her poem, The Thing About Love. Hi, I'm Ayanna. My poem's called The Thing About Love. I thought I had experienced love before. It wasn't until I lost it when I realized love comes in many forms, and I haven't experienced it fully. I've now seen the beautiful parts of love and the ugly ones, how for some it's a drug and for others want to live without it, how some can't recognize it but slap its name on imitations, how some can't accept it, give it to others or themselves. Truth is, love is human and we embody its many forms. I guess it's my fault for putting love in a box and giving it limitations and expecting it to be perfect because when love brought pain, I experienced heartbreak. But I don't know how many times I could recover from that or if it's worth recovering from, or if I want to experience it again. People say love is forever and pain doesn't last, but it doesn't feel that way. You see, I've developed my own toxic relationship with love. It brings me honey, gets me addicted to its sweet taste, but it never fails to remind me that it's capable of stinging, that it has friends who reside in my heart and mind, but my heart and mind are bad at communicating, so I've just been a mess. But that's the thing about love. It's messy and complex, but it's a lot of other things too. I never understood what people meant when they said all you need is love. But I guess it's true because love is everything and more. Love is everything and more. It's the one thing that describes all things and the root from which we're all born. Love hurts, but the pain can be pleasure when we find someone or something worthy of it. I'd rather live in a moment of love than live a lifetime of numbness, because as much as I don't want to feel at times, I'm reminded that love is a thing that's worth the rain and rainbows, and that's all I need. That's it. Awesome. It's so great hearing everyone's voices and um, what you have to say. Everyone has such important, interesting things to say. Um, we are going to take um, uh, a little musical break here um, with Colton Athey. Colton is an interesting fact about Colton. He's a multi-talented guy. Um, he is a master of the yo-yo and attends yo-yoing competitions. Um, he's actually in my COM 101 class and I'm hoping one day he'll bring in his yo-yo and do a demonstration for us. Um, but uh, today he is going to share his musical talents instead. So Colton, if you're with us, <laughs> I feel like I'm holding a seance. Um, Colton, can you hear me? Um, uh, if you could take it away. Thanks for that great introduction, Miss Couch. Um, I'm going to be playing Jason Mraz's I'm Yours. Well, you done done me and you bet I felt it. I tried to be chill, but just so hot that I melted. Fell right through the cracks. Now I'm trying to get back. For the cool done run out, I'll be giving it my best test. And nothing's gonna stop me but divine intervention. Reckon it's again my turn to win some more. Learn some, but I won't hesitate. No more, no more, it cannot wait. I'm yours. Mm -hmm. 
Well, open up your mind and see like me. Open up your plans and damn, you're free. Look into your heart and you'll find love, 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 love. Listen to the music of the moment people dance and sing. We're just one big family. And it's our God-forsaken right to be loved, 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 loved. Don't Checking my tongue in the mirror and bending over backwards just to try to see clearer. But my breath fucked up the glass. So I drew a new face and I laughed. Guess what I'm saying is there ain't no better reason to rid yourself of vanities and just go with the seasons. It's what we aim to do. Our name is our virtue. But I won't hesitate. No, no. No more, it cannot wait. I'm yours. Well, open up your mind, see like me. Open up your plans, and damn, you're free. Look into your heart, and you'll find that the sky's yours. So please don't, please don't, please don't. There's no need to complicate. Cause our time is short. This or this or this is our fate. I'm yours. Well, I bumped the bump on me. Do 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 Thank you guys so much. I'm so glad to be here. So we're going to go on to Tai Ojo with his poem, Hereditary Blues. Tai, are you ready to read for us? Hi, Lisa. Hi, everyone. <laughs> the title of my poem is called Hereditary Blues. For some years now, you lay out your blue-coated pills and thank them for their test spots. The dilating seas that neatly occupy your bed with a living dream. That's, the sky today is made of your lover's breath. You realize your love for him is like a city on fire. Mother of all bam, and each growing desire is a wing shaped by time. You dream of homeland only in your poems. This is always what you wanted. To hold your breath when no one else will. All day you watch for the mill, lost in the reverie 
for some news from a distant place. You are an unhappy ten. A great country quietly waiting for the catastrophe of its own beauty. Haven't you traveled enough to end the call, to end the chore, sorry, to be lost in a suspension of time? It may be the coldest month of the year, and you are in a hot spot of calm, misled by want. How your imprecise side stayed up to watch the sun heat the moon. This morning you woke up to snows and skies of laughter, not enough. Thank you. Thank you, Ty. Uh, beautiful imagery, beautiful poem. Um, thank you for sharing it. Um, I understand we now have Asma. Um, so Asma, are you ready to read for us? Yes, I'm ready. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Yes, Excellent. I can see yes. Here's Asma with her poem, Keep Palestine Alive. Okay. My country is shrinking. And so is the brains of those who are thinking that my people deserve to die. That fertile soil is worth more than keeping humans alive. We're running out of time. They're taking over Palestine. I wonder who's next in line. It's sad. Dread is what binds the two. It's bad. Too many dead. I heard bombs when I laid in my grandma's bed. I asked my grandma why. To keep us afraid, she said. We're afraid of a raid and at this point we should be paid to put up with it all. It's not fair. We might have shared our sacred land if they didn't cut off our legs, leaving us unable to stand. But now we're taking matters into our own hands. We will fight even though we've been bruised and battered and our hearts shattered because they determined that our lives don't matter and they mocked us with their laughter. Jokes on them. They can drown us all they want, but being sunken into our soil brings us closer to our roots and them farther from humanity. Greed is a disease. Get well soon. I'm begging you, please leave us some room. Don't just assume it's right to tear us for your own benefit. You're terrorists, you're invaders, your excuses couldn't be lamer. You need to be tamed. I can see your gun and I can see where it's aimed. I'm ashamed. When my grandkids ask me where they're from, what will I say? That it's been erased? That it's no longer a place? That assholes stole our land and it can't be replaced? Maybe I should tell them about where we are now and how this country aided in the downfall of what used to be called Palestine. Thank you. Wow. As I said, you all have something to say and it's important. I'm so glad that you're sharing it with us and, and uh, getting your voice out there. Um, speaking of voices, uh, we have our second musician today. David Aguilar. Um, and David started writing and composing songs during his sophomore year at Andrew High School. And then he literally found his voice in August of last year and began to include vocals. His music is a form of poetry. David, are you ready to take it away?
messy, I'm just one misfit kid I may not be ready to face all the things I did Need to find a way out, or else my name is in Like you on this earth, beautiful beyond measures, price beyond worth. I mean, what it takes to get you in my shirt, ay. And you drive me crazy to know that you're my lady. Wanna be with you, my baby. Why every sunny or rainy? So, babe, just say my name. No use for playing games. You know that you're my mate. My mind's a ball of flame. So tell me 
if you're sincere, come hold me my day, been waiting all year, ayy Now I'm playing, just put it in gear, and now that I'm there, there's nothing new fair Now listen to my track, clearing my mind up black You are just what I lack, make me all see the crack Listen to my heart, listen to the stars, and wherever you are, I'll be by your side Listen to my heart, listen to my heart, and wherever you are, I'll be by your side
Thank you, David, for sharing your talent with us today. Um, is there any place that people can download your music? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm on Spotify. <laughs> so do we just look for David Aguilar on Spotify? Uh, here, I can um, send my um, Spotify name onto the chat if people want to check it out. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you. All right. Uh, we're going to go straight into our third set. We're going to uh, go straight to Joe Schmidt again um, for his poem, Why? And Joe, if you want to uh, go ahead and do your uh, third poem um, after Why, that would be great, too. Okay. Great. Thank you, Lisa. All right. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe Schmidt again. And uh, yeah, I mean, I wrote Why and then I wrote Revelation right after it uh, more recently than the first one that I read. So I'll just read them back to back. That's fine. Um, all right. Here's why. What is this body and why am I here? Was I put here for love or was it for fear? Am I inclined to adore that which is light, but also the darkness that comes in the night? Sometimes I'm happy. Other times I'm sad. Most times a struggle just drives me mad. Always I'm searching to find a cure to the vanity surrounding I must endure. So many questions I ask to the sky, but the one I most ask is simply, why? Why did you make me? Was it some sick joke? Or was it only to bear this heavy yoke? Was it for your pleasure at the cost of my pain? Or is there something I'm missing in this baffling game? I want to go back to my blinded youth because now I just suffer searching for truth. Who can I trust in this conflicted place where humans with masks just cover their face? So many lies he intends to deceive. Can someone just tell me what to believe? He drives me to murder, to lust, and to steal. Maybe it was a dream. No, it was real. There's no going back. Now I must pay. For the sins I committed, what can I say? I was tricked, they lied, it wasn't my fault. But now here I sit in this timeless vault. God, please help me, I scream in my cell. The jailer just laughs and says, welcome to hell. Wake up, wake up, I scream from within. Oh, what evil resides in the skin? Can you even hear me? I shout and I cry. My flesh keeps living. But my soul, it dies. That was why. My mom got kind of scared at that one and said, what's wrong with you? So then I had to come up with something a little more hopeful. So <laughs> this is a revelation. Yeah, it's kind of an answer to that one. So uh, revelation. <clears throat> the answer came, but not in my time. A still small voice from deep in my mind. Many years of toil I had to fight through. The thick layers of pain to find something true. The masks all came off, I finally found. But the liar was me, with chains I was bound. From my very first breath, the traps were in place to stop me from seeking his holy face. He opened my cell and reached out his hand and said, son, do not fear. This is part of my plan. See, many are suffering and you need to tell that they too can escape their prison cell. 
like I said to Job a long time ago, there are just some things you don't need to know. I wouldn't be God if I were so small, but there is an answer sufficient for all. The enemy he fights so that many won't hear my message of hope that I love you so dear. I pulled you from the fire. It's time to break free. Go find the others that don't yet know me. It's not as easy as they think it is because the enemy too thinks they are his. You ate the apple and perfection was lost. I'll restore my plan no matter what the cost. He was there at the start, my only son, to bleed for crimes he hadn't done. So we'd be together forever in a place where there is no pain, only love and grace. Thank you. Beautiful, Joe. Uh, these poems are really moving and, um, you know, everyone's uh, responding in the chat and uh, I love that uh, we're all getting to experience this um, despite the technological issues. Um, and, you know, we get to share this together. So, you know, um, this is awesome. Um, we do have Jennifer Zufan. Um, I thought that she wasn't able to join us today, so I skipped over her in the agenda. But Jennifer, are you uh, ready to read your poem? Yeah, thank you. Um, I was just, I just got really sick at the past two days, so my voice was a little gone, but um, it's good now. And um, my poem is called Neverland, and um, it's just about uh, growing up pretty much and what it felt like to me and like my childhood imagination pretty much so and what life is like now so okay growing old is inevitable but growing up that's a choice I didn't even realize when I started growing old I just suddenly found myself doing all of these adult things things that I didn't even know adults did I'm sitting here with my own car in the driveway, a full-time job, and Jane Austen novels. I'm sitting here with two credit cards, loans to pay, and thinking about how I'm constantly chasing after green paper. I'm sitting here thinking about doctor's appointments, when I'm working next, and how much gas prices have gone up. Growing old is inevitable, but growing up, that's a choice. We can all choose to live in Neverland if we want to. We can dream about flying, fairies, mermaids, and pixie dust. We don't have to grow up, unless we choose to. I don't want to grow up. I want to still pretend my bike is a horse and ride it around my small town. I don't want to drive a car. I want to still pretend I'm a mermaid in my swimming pool searching for pearls. I don't want to, I don't want to be a waitress searching for dollar bills. I want to live in Neverland, where you can run away from time. I don't want to grow up. Growing old is inevitable, but growing up is a choice. I can still pretend straws are people and my cup of water is a swimming pool. I can still pretend that banana peels can talk. I can still pretend that boys have cooties. I can pretend that I can fly. But as I look at my life, I have no idea when my parents turned into real people, when flying became destroyed by gravity. When straws became plastic, when banana peels stopped talking, when I stopped playing house, 
When my bike became a pair of wheels, when my mermaid tail became two feet, when my mother's high heels were no longer used to play dress up, when I started wearing bikinis, when I realized boys don't have cooties, when I started traveling on my own, when I started buying my own clothes, when I started wearing makeup, or when green paper became my best friend. Um, in the midst of growing old, I found that I have absolutely no idea when I chose to grow up. That's all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jennifer. I'm so glad you were well enough to read your poem today and share it with us. Thank you. Um, our, <laughs> our last poet today is Chase Haggard. Um, who is reading the poem, Journey. Chase, would you like to uh, take it away here? Definitely. Um, I just read this with a lot of emotion, like I was um, performing music, but no beat behind it, obviously, so here it is. For so many years, you played the same game, tried to build me my own personal cage, would poke me all day, and when I finally got up in a state of rage, you would turn around, throw the stick, then point the finger at me, screaming, look who's gone insane. Manipulation is something you would spread every night and day. So much I was exhausted, I couldn't even focus on my grades. It's not an exaggeration, it's not wordplay. I remember the times I'd want to spend time with you all day, scrummage what I could to make us a plate. You never came, you said you were late. I would hardly see your face. Yeah, we lived at the same place, right? So many lonely nights, I became so numb inside, prayed to the Lord that I would just die so at, the so at the funeral I could at least have a moment of your time. You threw me to the wayside. I asked you for love, you filled me with rejection and lies, coated with a sorry and good night. Money doesn't matter if you cannot give love in return. That's the opposite of how my trust is earned. I pray to God nobody can relate. I'd never want them to feel this pain because I know in my heart if I love someone, I would never treat them this way. People wonder why I'm so detailed about the truth, because it's been hidden from me in disguise since my youth. Tell me what you think you would do if you kept finding out so many truths, but being too young at that age to realize it was just a point of view. Where was I supposed to go when the place I feared most I had to call home? You're ashamed of me? Guess what? I'm ashamed of you. The feeling's mutual. Codependency and socio-tendencies make it so hard for me to have empathy because when I did, you did nothing but take advantage of me. But once I became aware, hey, took its seed. It came to a point whenever I'm around you, only rage I can feel and see because it surrounds you. I know you won't say it loud and proud because in the past you would just let it out. And because of that, everything to you is loneliness now. Unlike you, I wore my loneliness like I wear my blankets. Try all you want, but good luck taking it. Because me and her were best in each other's vacant. She was the only thing I had in time you did not make it. It's so hard because to this day, if I don't talk to you, I, I'm overwhelmed with guilt. Yet when I talk to you, it feels a relationship can't be built. When you don't even factor in my pain, you act as if it can be washed away like rain. I know this is a new day, but it doesn't matter because you just stay the same and says it's everybody else who's got to change. And for a while, I was at the heart of that dark flame. And to this day, I can hardly say what I want to say without getting flashbacks of you, the anxiety and shakes. 
You say I'm playing a game. I think you can't handle the weight. You made me love you out of fear. I made a choice. I shut you off. I cut you out. Now you ask how we ended up here. Yet I still can't quit. I still can't give in. How can I have all this love and just get rid of it? I can't. I was born with it. Hate something I battle with. I don't put it on the surface so people won't see the extent. I'm with... But when I'm with you, it becomes so much harder to hold it in. Breathe. Let it go. This is not the path you chose. What he is, is out of your control. Don't give it to him. Don't get emotional. You can conquer your your defeat. You can get back up from your knees. I will keep the love I have in me. Will not succumb to survival instinct. The chaos will no longer haunt me. But I won't leave you. I'm not heartless. I'll never stop trying. Chase, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today. Um, And thank you to all of the poets. It's uh, amazing to hear your work. Um, It's, you know, it's not easy to, to put yourself out there and be vulnerable, which is what you've all done today. And we applaud your courage and your creativity. Um, This is a celebration of all of you and all of your voices. Um, As I said, you all clearly have something to say and we're so happy that you shared it with us today. Um, You're discovering interesting and new ways of saying what you have to say. And we hope you'll continue to use your voices. Um, We do have one more item of business here and that's to announce the winners of the contest. Um, but as I said, it's a celebration of all of you. I can't imagine, you know, uh, how the judges were able to choose from, from what we just heard today. Um, our first, second, and third place winners will receive a specialized high-end pen set, which is the hallmark of all great writers. And these awards are provided by the uh, MVCC Bookstore. So we thank them for their support of our poetry contest. Um, to help me announce the winners, I'm bringing in my friend, Amani Wazwaz. So without further ado, Amani, would you announce the winner of third place? Certainly, Lisa. And can you all hear me? Okay, good. <laughs> all right, first, thank you again to our wonderful judges, librarian, Hannah Carlton, award-winning glacier writer and student, Valerie Oliveris, and communications professor, Panshula Ganeshan. The judges provided thoughtful feedback on each of their selections. So here are some of their comments about the third place poem. One judge said, Quote, I was impressed by the amount of vulnerability displayed in this poem. Simple in rhyme, yet complex in thought, its message of existence tells the story of both suffering and reflection. Another judge said, I appreciated the vulnerable and sincere thematic exploration 
of the speaker's search for meaning and purpose, and the almost hypnotic use of questions to structure the poem's progression. Congratulations to the winner of third place, Joe Schmidt, for his poem, Why? Yay, Joe, congratulations. Thank you, everybody. Yay, Joe. Okay, on to our second place poem, which impressed the judges with its evocative performance and creative use of language, which lent strength and depth to the speaker's call for justice. Another judge said, this poem left a strong impact on me. I was pulled in by the writer's performance and heartfelt emotion as she was clearly hurt by the uncertainty of her country. Congratulations to our second place winner, Asma Harzala. Yay. Thank you. Okay. Now for the first place winner. The judges called this poem, and I quote, a true literary gem. One judge said, quote, I was moved by the use of starkly beautiful language and the touching meditation on separation from the homeland. Another commented on its beautifully written message of insufficience told through strong imagery that creates a vivid picture in readers' minds. Congratulations to our first place winner, Tai Ojo, for his poem, Hereditary Blues. Congratulations, Tai. Thank, thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thank you very much. I didn't expect it. <laughs> congratulations to the three um, uh, placing poets and congratulations again to all of you. Um, thank you to the library and to the Glacier for sponsoring this great event and to the judges for their thoughtful consideration of each poem. As I said earlier, poetry plays an important role in our culture and in our lives. And I want to share with you one of my favorite quotes from the movie Dead Poets Society. The teacher John Keating, played by the great Robin Williams, says, we don't read and write poet poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race. And the human race is filled with passion. And medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life but poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. You all have given us that gift today and we thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for bearing with us uh, with the technical difficulties. Um, and if you are uh, inspired by these wonderful poets to try your hand at writing poetry, you might sign up for uh, COM 104, which is Intro to Creative Writing, being offered in the fall. 
if you'd like to study great poetry, um, you might try taking Lit 217, which is Intro to Poetry. It's being taught online this summer by Professor Carrie Millsap Spears. And I'm teaching that course in the fall online. So I would welcome you and love to have you in that class. Um, we thank you all for coming and thank you all to the poets and the judges. And uh, that's it for today. Thank you, Lisa. Nice job. Everyone give a round of applause to Lisa. Lisa, thank you, Professor Wazwaz and everybody. Hey, Joel, congratulations. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Congratulations.